Hey, welcome to Canberra Metalheads. This is season three, episode five. We got uh, JDK in the studio with. Uh, what's up? What's up? Yeah, that's it. And with uh, Joel from Witchgold. How you doing, man? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me, lads. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to have you back on the show, dude. Uh, where this is, I think, the first one that I've recorded in person for Canberra Metalheads in the home studio. So um, it's good to, uh, I mean, it's a bit cosy with anything more than three, but it's good to have you in here, dude. Yeah, no, it's always good to chat to you lads and uh, yeah, sort of bring it on. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I seen on socials, you guys have put up like a uh, recording, well, like a little sample of you guys recording um, some stuff recently. Yeah, Adam uh, from Toyland Studios put that up. So uh, yeah, we just, we just got back from Melbourne. Uh, we played at the Bendigo Hotel Saturday night, just gone. And uh, yeah, we went into the studio to just do a couple of days sort of pre-production stuff for the next album. So yeah, I think it was nine songs we kind of recorded over two days just to get an idea of where we're at. So yeah, that was a sample of that. Yeah, cool. It was good to see the, uh, see the setup and also watching the recording process a bit behind the scenes like sometimes you just see the the live set or hear the album it's good to like get a little sample of like behind the scenes as well yeah look i'm always interested in seeing that stuff from the bands i sort of like as well it's um you know it's a weird process the recording um you know you know what it's like jay yeah, you've man. done plenty of it it's it's a kind of a it's a bit of an alien environment compared to live live yeah, you can man. just kind of cut loose whereas with with sort of any sort of studio work you still want to play hard but you've got to be far more sort of yeah. on the ball restricted and man i don't even like to turn the video on yeah when i'm <laughs> when i'm doing any recording because it kind of makes me feel like i've got to act a certain yeah. way or feel a certain yeah. way and i can't make mistakes look so you're like right if i if i'm if i'm recording something that's super technical i just turn the camera off man yeah well i didn't know they were filming <clears throat> that so it's always better yeah, when you they, don't yeah, know if you don't know you, you just don't see know. something afterwards then you're not uh but look when we did our second album Covensville in new york we recorded that whole thing so we were on radio mics the whole time yeah and when they put them on we were just felt really felt really weird and and self-conscious yeah yeah but like no shit in 10 minutes you just totally forget they're even there yeah true i was gonna say because i think before uh i don't know if it was on the show um or whether it was off mic but the last time i had um you guys in the studio um so not the last time you're on the show but the last time i had you in the studio um earlier in the in the series of canberra yep. metalheads um, I think it was just after you guys got back from New York. So you were like sort of telling me about how they recorded all that with like the mics and stuff. Yeah, that was kind of, it was weird. And was while, it, while you're doing an album, it's even weirder. But it, it like I say, you just forget. Yeah. You, you, you then it was even so the whole time we were even tracking, we had people filming us while we were, you know, doing our takes. But you're so yeah. sort of ingrained in what you're doing yep. that you just, you just forget. Like forget sometimes it. you'll notice it, but you're so busy concentrating it yeah, just doesn't you yeah. just blank it out which surprised me because i was a bit worried when we organized to do it i didn't want it to affect the performance yeah. when you're actually tracking you know True. what i mean yeah, but yeah. we actually didn't didn't have fine. any yeah no yeah. it was absolutely fine was that, that for that's like that's a testament to you to your ability to play your own stuff man because like yeah, yeah i don't know if it's that or we just got so used to having that those people there the, the, the good thing was we had a decent you know we were tracking for seven days mm. and i think when you have that length of time yeah you can actually after about the second day you get used to it but that, that's right yeah yeah oh man I've, I've had i've had a bunch of people just like blow up and like skits and walk out of the studio and be like 
turn it off, I want the film. Like yeah, it's, <laughs> look, it is It is alien. Like, and I said to the other guys, I said, look, we should at least try it. I said, if it becomes yeah. something that's going to affect the way you record, then we'll kill it. Yeah, yeah. But sure. we all kind of uh, just, like works, I say, man. you just yeah. you tune into what you're doing is so much more important than worrying about mm. how you look on camera. Yeah. Was that um, for like a doco or something? Or was yeah, that? look, we decided just because we were going to New York and the reason yeah. we went because it was Tony's sort of hometown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for us, it was just something we wanted to capture. Yeah, and we were working with Billy Anderson as a producer and, mm. and Jason Fuller uh, yep. from Blood Duster, who, who's also been involved in all of our albums and is the main guy, he co-produced it with Billy Anderson. Yep. So having those two guys there at the same time and always radio mic'd, it, we just sort of figured it would be an interesting yeah. uh, doco regardless of it being Witch Skull. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I, so eventually I, I'd like to think we could, you know, just we'd need the money to kind of pull it all together because there's yep. like a 100 and something hours of footage. Yeah. So to get that into something cohesive... I reckon it'd be interesting for anyone because you're watching someone like Billy Anderson yep. in the studio making an album. So yeah, the man. band, it's not really relevant that it's us. Yeah. It was just that whole process. And it's, you know, so, you know, there's definitely some interesting, interesting stuff there. Shit, yeah. Well, especially if you're into into music and mm. bands and mm. whatever, I find this whole studio process fascinating. It I, is, I can watch yeah. any doco on, on a band making an album, no matter who it is. I just I find the whole thing interesting. Yeah, yeah behind the scenes sort of stuff. It's a bit like... Um, now with podcasting and youtube videos and content and stuff like that you get to like produce stuff like that like um before it was kind of it always seemed a little bit of like a um secretive kind of process you know what i mean like because yeah. there just wasn't platforms to share all that information you're right so that sort of stuff has changed a lot and you know we, we have a love-hate relationship with the whole social media side of it because mm. I'd just rather it didn't exist, but it does. Yeah. So if it does exist, you can't just pretend it's not there. Mm. So we've we're luckily we've got you know good people that look after our social media. So because if it was left up to us, we just wouldn't do anything. <laughs> Especially Tony, he refuses to be on the internet yeah. full stop. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's a necessary evil but right and well look it is you know yeah. and at the end of the day there's 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 good parts of it like yeah, like i say like we got home from being in the studio and then someone logged in and said oh there's a clip that we didn't even know had been done while we were in the studio so yeah, you're like watching something that, yeah. that you've done that day mm. that you didn't even know was happening so yeah, there's sure. things like that which are fine you know yeah, yeah. if no. people are interested then that's you know yeah a lot of the the knowledge base stuff for like outboard analog gear and things like that inside studios mm. you had to like mentor through different producers in different studios to know that gear and you know their special source and you had to become really good friends with those producers before they told you what different things were and you had to be kind of a pseudoscientist to understand how some of that gear worked man mm. and that was a big part of how that production stuff was back in the day mm. nowadays you've just got replications of it on on your computer as a v virtual instrument you know you just turn it on have a play see yeah. how it goes, oh, goes that, yeah. that one's not real good oh well throw it away it's nothing yeah. <laughs> like and this is like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of oh, outboard gear man you, you know like yeah i think that's also a lot to do with like availability of gear like um before you're saying like in the early days of recording albums and shit like that to produce a video and spend all that money doing that video you're gonna do like a proper video right but like with 
like a proper music video or whatever but yeah. now because everyone's got a camera in their phone or whatever like that can do like a decent video or you know just a camera they can set up like a gopro like how we're recording this or whatever yeah um, you can just produce content and put it out lower cost whereas before you would have needed like a fucking dude to edit that and all that shit yeah. like it would never but, come out that afternoon it would be like a no lot. that's exactly right and the thing is there's there's elements of it that are, that are good in that regard but for us we still tend to operate in in the um with a real old school approach so when we make albums you know we you know we, we go do two days of pre-production in the same studios that yep. we're going to do the album in to sort of get a feel for everything that's going on you know we, we spend 10 to 15 grand on making an album which if you put it up sound wise against you know uh people that are making albums in their house yeah for you know a, a third of that price mm. you might say well the sounds are uh a slicker mm. but there's something about going into you know we don't sound replace anything so there's something to be said for getting really good mics in a really good room yeah on really well-tuned drums going through really good preamps in the desk and and out onto whatever format whether it's analog or all digital there's all of these steps of the process that to me i just find that whole process fascinating i like the idea that i don't when we, we were going to record and you album in march and i've got no idea how my drums are going to sound i've got a ballpark but they could sound better than the last album or they could sound worse than the last depending on yeah, yeah. whatever happens when we make that record and i'd rather that than just know well my drums will sound exactly the same as the other three because we're dialing in this sound yeah, you know what i mean so i'm not taking anything away from the the digital and dialing those things in because it's, it comes down to what you want to do but our stuff is old school sounding mm -hmm. so we'd, we'd rather work in that old school way and we can afford to do so because we've got the label support so we, we just do you know man that's it makes sense and yeah as long as you know uh like you you're proud of your material and and what you're being able to produce is amazing well, man we, we do everything so, without clicks too and I've, yeah. I've worked with clicks before uh but we choose as which goal to just do everything so when you do that it means you generally have to have more time to do more takes because you can do really poor takes and you know so the weird thing with the new york album i think there's only about two two or three songs on that, that weren't the first take and it wasn't because we were so perfectly refined it was just a case of when you've got really when you can get a really good mix in your cans and you can hear what you're doing and the vibe's good it's like a it's like a gig it is the vibe. and you get those early takes and you just go well doing it again isn't going to make it any better so we'll roll with it you know mm. yeah man but then there's other times you do a song and it's just not working so you just leave it and come back to it the following day and that's why having extra days for us is i just like that whole process yeah 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 well it's um better to sort of have it and not need it sort of thing i guess yeah look we just prefer to spend longer like we're spending nine days to just track the next album you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. for us it's like um you know we'll go down to toyland and do our beds there most mainly drums because it's got a great drum room adam who's the uh sort of the it's you know the, the main sort of engineer producer there he's a drummer so having a drummer uh, you, you know when you mm. when you're tracking drums is unreal because he comes out and checks the tension of your head after every take and and really takes knows the mics knows the room so you're going to get good sound of drums you get good sound of drums on an album you're sort of three quarters of the way there you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and then we move we do four days out i think we then move to goat sound the new goat sound studio that yep. Fuller nice. runs yeah yeah so that's where we were last weekend and so looking for just 
excellent people. We've worked every. He Fuller's been involved in every album we've been on, and you know I just love working with him. Top dude, funny, and mm. just super pro and so good at what he does. Yeah, we just sort of figured we're not going to mess with the mess with it. We know that system works for us, so we'll just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Fuller's come up on the show as well because I um, interviewed um, Aaron from Burn Hostages, which is Fuller's um, yep pro- project as well. Yeah, um, I didn't. I only interviewed Aaron, but um, yeah, just I think between the episodes we've done, and also worth mentioning, this um, some of the previous episodes we've done has covered off a lot of the earlier albums. So there might be people that are listening to this show going like, "Oh, why aren't we talking about the Breathing Blue Light video or whatever like that?" It's because all that stuff was covered in previous episodes. So like yeah if anyone's listening and saying like i, I want to know more listen there's i think yeah. we've done like three episodes before the, like, well, like we, we do all our videos with a guy called richard granger who's a mate of ours who directs it all and um he's he's got a he works with a real pro cameraman um a guy called roger i can't remember roger's surname at the moment but gun super pro sort of cameraman so again we go down that path of doing everything old school yeah but we're very lucky that we know people that that sort of help us because if we were playing corporate rates for them we could never afford it you know yeah but, yeah. but they sort of like sort of the process of being involved in it so we just like doing everything old school if we can not to try and sound old school it's just the approach that we feel most comfortable with man uh, it's working <laughs> <laughs> well thanks yeah, you, know, yeah, thanks you know what i mean me. like that and and the your your tier of releases and your product is is fucking amazing man like well the, i'd put that down to the people we work with like as a band we we rehearse a lot we were talking off air just about how it, it seems to be a bit of um it doesn't seem to happen as much from what we've seen we talk to bands all the time and I don't know. For us, it's at least two times a week, and as the album, as we're gearing up to the album in March, we'll probably be doing three Increasing, days a week. Yeah. And I just think it's um, there's just no substitute for that. Like it shows. I like, think. Well, I, I, well, thanks. Yeah. I think what happens is if you put a metronome against us, it wouldn't be all you know. But when you when you're well rehearsed, you tend to sort of fluctuate all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, if you fluctuate all together, it sounds really tight. But what's tight? If you put it against a metronome, we'd be out. But we're not trying to be tied against a metronome we're trying to just actually lock in flow yeah. yeah and if you can lock in and then not have to think about it then you actually enjoy the process so once we're and that's why studio is a bit hard you're trying to get that natural sort of thing that you lock into rehearsals or gigs yeah and you never really kind of capture it true yeah, <laughs> you yeah. always feel the take that's on the album is you just know man i've played that so many better times at rehearsals yeah but you're on the clock and you it's just part of it you just got to live with it and and just be as prepared as you can and just you know hope you nail it on the day yeah man. <laughs> yeah yeah it's um i forgot what uh, i think i might have spoke spoken about this earlier on on a previous episode but it's um i heard this interview and they're like man i i love when you listen to an album and you hear like impurities in it like an old album which was like a one take definitely man well you hear all those imperfections in which girl albums and that's that's because you know if we feel that we've got a good take based on the vibe of it it'll stay even if there's little little mistakes because Mm. the mistakes aren't the issue it's like it's just trying to i don't know man i'm because i'm a bit older i just find like master puppets when that come out in 86 that that seemed to be the benchmark for everything just being super precise. Mm. Yeah. 
and there's a time and a place for that but the stuff the, a lot of the modern stuff now i hear is so precise i feel that what a lot of metals lost is that kind of that sort of soul feel. within yeah. itself and that sort of and all my favorite stuff is like you're saying those older albums like I, I love old venom you know what i mean and mm -hmm. you hear them and it's just the chaos that's there they're not going three bars without some kind of slight error but the actual vibe and the groove of it just makes up for, for any of that you know yeah. yeah no for sure dude i um I don't, I'm not like a massive. I know that you like your vinyl and you got a like a um, sort of specific um, s sort of like collection. I don't I don't have like a massive vinyl collection, um, but I definitely can hear some of the older albums and stuff where you can. This is like we need we we're on the clock, dude. We need to get this thing done. Like you'll just hear like a yeah yeah totally, man. You can nearly hear the rest of the band just going like watching the take just being like don't fuck it like don't <laughs> like yeah, the dude's yeah. just sitting there like trying to do a solo yeah. and it's just like don't fuck that that's the know. beauty of the and again jay you'd know more about this because you'd record all the time in your studio yeah but man when i was in armored angel we did the stigmata ep like some of those takes we were horrified with but the, the time was up it was there was no there was no it was all analog it was all going to tape yeah and it's like that's the take you've got and if you look at that era all the bands i liked like the early you know uh creator and sodom destruction all that cool german thrash stuff man you can just hear errors the whole way through but mm. that's the same way it's like that's why they all get a bit freaked out about it. they don't like yeah. the way pleasure to kill sounds whereas i love it because they go oh we're just playing so poorly but it's like they're missing the point. Yeah, I reckon yeah. they're missing the point. Yeah, and I yeah. can sort of see it now with Armand, although I don't like really listening to it. I can still hear, mm. I'd rather it be that way because it's honest. It was like, I was trying my absolute best, but I just wasn't all that great at it. Yeah. So when yeah. you hear it back, it just kind of, that's an actual, real, uh, true indication of who you are as a man. That's the same as Witch Girl. If you listen to our first Witch Girl album, that's probably still my favourite. It's so sparse and loose and... Mm. but it's because it's a true indication of what we were as a band like we're tighter now because we've been playing eight years but when me and tony did the first album we we're a rhythm section for six months you know what i mean so it's just it's just looser but yeah in some ways that's what i like because again we just recorded it completely you know there was no tricks no clicks no nothing just yeah. hit record and played them and, and i like it for that you know yeah i suffer the opposite problem some like to the to the tick all the time and yep. like i'm trying to get it to be perfect yeah and you just sit in the studio for days on end man for the click because i've got the studio at home i just jump in the booth man yeah and yeah. so i'll be in the booth for like 24 hours trying to get one guitar take yeah and and it just becomes it becomes crazy because you're like you're trying to i try to live up to the the new mass produced yeah thing at, at at the technical death metal level man and it's it's almost unachievable well, that, and i think that's the thing you've got a lot of bands that want to achieve that but maybe and i don't know about your plan but i'm saying sometimes these dudes that are doing it are like absolute some of the best guitarists they are in the game yeah and we're not all like i know that for me as yeah, a drummer too, man yeah. most drummers i've ever played with in any gig in my life are better players than me you know yeah, what I mean? yeah but I don't i used to be you know worried about that when i was young whereas now i don't it doesn't affect me at all because i just play to my strengths which is being far more primal and basic you know what i mean yeah, yeah. which which contributes to the way which girl sounds so i just play to my strength well, that's what tony does too as a mm. rhythm section we're pretty kind of 
caveman, you know, yeah. <laughs> their approach. Love it. But it works because Marcus is a gun rhythm player too, but then he sings and, and does the solos and he just flavours everything on top of a really solid rhythm section. But, man, like, I hear what you're saying. The only advice is to... It's hard. Like, even when I'm playing things, I, I hate the fact that I haven't got it perfect. But then when I hear it after some years passed, I'm glad that it's not perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. But at the time, when you're tracking it, you, you still have those same feelings of um, anxiety about your playing not being at the level you, 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 you think yeah. you think it should be. And it's just, yeah, it's a, that's why yeah. the studio is kind of a... But yeah, with, with, with my, my stuff personally, I try not to do any of the cheats. Yeah. You know well, I mean? yeah. So I'm, I'm doing real tracks well that's I'm not I'm that's not a good thing to aspire. yeah man that's a good thing to <clears throat> aspire towards because to me that's where you can kind of hear it you know yeah, what i mean yeah, once man. you start doing the cut and paste thing it's like and that's the bit of the problem with clicks like if you hear a song that's grooving the chances are by the time you get to that last chorus it's it's a little bit quicker than your first chorus because yeah, the the energy and the adrenaline have, has driven that tempo slightly up yeah. whereas when you've got a click that controls you to play within that so it sort of controls that natural mm. adrenaline and holds it back whereas that natural adrenaline and you know it because then if you put the song on repeat it comes back round to the first time and you go oh wow it's heaps faster at the end yeah true but you don't want it to be too much but a little bit is actually what gives yeah, it that whole okay. feeling of yeah. of the of energy, mm. and if, uh, the listener actually feels that as well. They feel they're getting more charged up by the end of the song mm. because the song's making you do that, and that can only happen through not being governed by uh, an electronic Time. pulse. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's Love like it. you got to do what works for you. You know yeah, what I mean? No, nah, because we got backtracks and we're like working with like a whole bunch of like playback stuff. Yeah, right. Can't. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, um, if you deviate from the metronome, then you can't play to your backtrack. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the great thing about doing the clicks because if you are against it, yeah, you can go. Oh, I I fucked up the second verse. I might as well just cut and paste the first verse into it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so there's yeah. things. Whereas when but you're playing we... not against a click, it's very hard to drop. Marcus can do it, but he's he's Marcus. So I don't even know what how I, he does what that. I, he what I move. do is I'll do you like a a song first. Yep. And then I'll tap time it through the whole thing so you still get that natural feel up. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is good. There's a lot of blokes that are doing what you're doing now where um, it's not an issue with the technology. It's yeah. an issue with the way we're choosing to use the technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that, so if you're, it's about sort of getting natural, the human element back into it. Yeah. And you can totally do that with the modern technology. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, you know, at the moment, it's still been going down a path for me that's just so precise and so like when metallica did master of puppets it's so precise and tight but it's like they were still recording in an analog sense whereas yeah. now getting that tightness is, is so much easier because like you say you can just bring up the drum pattern and just tweak everything so yeah, that just, it just becomes you, just click a you cl- click a button and it's done yeah fully quantized one <laughs> one button Boop. And the, the, the problem with that is 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 um it's shit it's well it's a machine dude and the thing is as as human beings whether you're playing it or listening to it mm. there's something about a human being playing something yeah that we in our um sort of sub or unconscious realize yeah i had a big discussion with my brother he's like full you know so anal about sound he struggles with all the modern productions for that reason yeah yeah and his theory was, and I kind of think he might be onto something, is with, with digital, it's all blocked. So when you're hearing something, 
your your unconscious works it out. So mm-hmm. once it works out, okay, it's all fucking blocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might be able. That's why you have a bit of fatigue when you hear some of this newer stuff. Yeah, man. Whereas the analog recordings, you can put on an album from ACDC you've heard like a thousand times, and it sounds fresh every time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of the analog waves. Your mind is constantly trying to work out all of these different things at once. And it can never actually pinpoint any kind of pattern. Yeah. So perhaps your mind actually never works it out. So you'd never get that fatigue of hearing something yeah, that's, yeah. that's able to be mapped. And I don't know if that's true or it's not, but I kind of think, why else would it be? Why is yeah. it when you hear completely quantized and digitized music, it, you, at first you hear and you go, oh man, that production's amazing. And then three songs in, you're kind of daydreaming. You, yeah, you're not paying attention. Mm. Whereas the old stuff, you can just put on a Sabbath album or whatever, and it just never gets old. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's something with that. But what you're saying is awesome. You're using technology, but you're bringing, yeah. working. How do you bring the human element back, back. into it so yeah. that it hasn't got that feeling of a never, machine? Never, never quantize with the machine. If you have to quantize a thing because it's broken, yeah, yeah, and you're fixing it. Yeah, then you use your hands to quantize it. You don't. Yeah, and, and that's and a that better way that, to go. That human well, you feel can back sometimes, and, you know, if I'm if I've done a good take, but there's a couple of snare hits that are lagging, I'll just say, oh, well, we need to nudge them in. But yeah, it's not yeah. not nudging them into the exact spot. Yeah, it's no. Like you say, it's just like move it a mill to yeah. the left, so it sounds less late than than yeah, it needs yeah. to, but still sounds natural. Yeah. So, man, it's, it's when you're like, recording acoustic drums, you can't quantize it like that. Because other, nah. you're in every other mic when you hit that snare. Yeah. And so you can't, it's not the same. Yeah. At my studio, I don't record acoustic drums at the moment. Yeah. So right. I'm recording E-Kit, right? Yeah. Um, And every, because all the bands that are recording there, they all have triggers. Yeah. Right. But um, you don't quantize it. You, they're playing a real kit. Yeah. And um, the, the thing that you do is you kind of like edge edge it yeah but you're that's, not getting mic bleed or nothing no, like no. that look, so uh, i totally get it that's what i'm saying yeah. nudging look mate if you listen to zeppelin albums you can hear a symbol go Psst, which is basically they've just cut the tape yeah so it's no difference you know back then it's just like yeah. Zeppelin had a massive budget and were able to sit there and splice tape when they needed to make sure takes were as perfect as they could be yeah man. so there's nothing wrong when you go into the studio you're supposed to do that you're trying to get yeah. the best sound, of thing best you sound. Can. but you don't want it to not. You don't want it to sound like a, a, yeah. a machine's playing, it. and yeah. that's where Love a lot it. of the metal stuff's gone for me. That's why I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into it. I, I tend of, to like bands that are doing stuff that is more them just playing it, and you can hear that they're playing. I it. love it, but each to their own, man. Of course, you know, there's a lot of people that are probably sick to death of hearing us talking about tech stuff. You know, what <laughs> what I mean? but man. to me, it's about that music. Music's most supposed to make you feel something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know. I know a lot of like the Canberra metalheads. A, a lot of them are musos too, and a lot yeah. of them are in bands, and or have people that are in bands, and and they love hearing this stuff, man. Oh well, look, I, I've that, got an interest kind of, in it. Kind of our target audience. Oh, good. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> people aren't switching off. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's also like anything. Anytime we do anything about gear, good times, touring. People switch into that and like, oh wow, that was amazing. I've I've never heard anyone do a deep dive into that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. They yeah. just they love to hear that stuff because they Oh good. I, I like talking about it because I think it's been it's been something that's what's changed for me, what's changed metal the most has been that that it's it's delved into this precision mode when like I say, if you listen to a, a priest album, you know what I mean? 
they're tight because they're unreal players. Yeah. You can totally hear that it's it's being played by people. Yeah, man. And then you get into a lot of the, you know, if I compare like Creator's Pleasure to Kill to one of their current records, it's just like, man, they still write good riffs, but I just can't listen to the albums because it just yeah. sounds so, so perfect. Mm. It's just like, man, like I'm not saying you have to play it messy like not that pleasure yeah. kills me but you know what i mean it's like no, play th- that tight, was the best they could play at that human. time yeah but play you know it's like bands like airborne you know what i mean it's like fuck you got the biggest budget in the world why aren't you recording a full analog album mm. you know what i mean like that'd sound unreal like hearing yeah. a band like that actually yeah yeah playing with mic drums and and going full to tape like all the stuff that they love rose tattoo and acdc yeah. did back in the day like hearing a band but i don't know that they can because the record companies are all pushing Digital what, what, stuff. What the stuff. young, what, what's the expected thing? The expected yeah, thing is this precision. Yeah. And it's until, and that's why I kind of like the scene we're in. It's more like for, it's generally a lot of older dudes that have just come from, you know, the, you know, like when I played back in the day, I was playing kind of thrash and death metal stuff. And as much as I still love that stuff, man, I don't want to play it now. It's hard playing when I was 20. Mm. I'm trying to play it when I'm 50, you know what I mean? So yeah. so for me, it's kind of like this sort of doomstone or whatever you want to call it. It's like sort of a bit of a hark back to sort of more traditional kind of metal. Yeah, man. And it's, and it's more kind of what I grew up listening to. Yeah. You know? So Priest, Motorhead, Sabbath is what... You know, me and Marcus were in a band when we were 15... And it was a couple of originals, but mostly covers. And we looked at the covers, and it was like all Sabbath, Motorhead, Priest, and Venom. They were the only covers we did. And uh, we laughed because it's like, well, it's all the same stuff that we totally dig now. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 like, you know, obviously, which girl's going to... Not that we sound like any of those bands individually. Yeah. But obviously, we sound more like that than what we do the current creator album. Yeah, Obviously, fine. you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. Like, you can tell the tech talk's getting good when I don't chime in like <laughs> yeah, just, just mark is listening in all. yeah i'm just sitting here like all right i'll just make sure that there's no clipping on the mics and we'll fucking just get this documented um but yeah that, that's what i was gonna say is um i actually uh, i think the only thing i can really contribute in that point of view is um i've got mates that have seen bands that are so polished that they go to watch them live and they're like i may as well just listen to an album you know like you kind of want to like hear a a live presence dude i watched a band last night hilarious they did a fucking cover so everybody knew the song and there's a solo and the first thing he did the whole band like cuts back and he's just like don't do <laughs> like, like, and everyone's just like, ah, oh, you fucking. Like, if, if that was their original song, you could probably play it off a bit better. But, like, if you cover, like, a new metal song that everybody heard and you fuck up the solo, everyone's just going to be like, like, he, he did that. But me, like, working at the bar, and I see so many fucking bands, dude. I'm not going to remember the cover you did, but because you fucked that solo up, man, I'm going to, like, that's, like, the memorable part of the gig. Like, you you could write, like, like you could do, like, the best fucking song you ever did, right? Like, they could write the next big fucking thing. And in my mind, like, oh, you fucked up that Slipknot song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, like... That's always the risk of doing covers, man, because there's straight away there's a benchmark to put it against. I still, yeah, I still like it when they, when, when bands, like... Yeah, I, like I, I said, like to chop shit up. If yeah. I'm ever doing covers, man, I I like to like, I don't know. We uh, 
we were doing the covers cover nights and we'd play it kind of like i don't know i'll walk 500 miles but then mix it up and play like the metallica black solo mm. so, something off like forever for i may roam or whatever the solos yeah. of that stuff and then kick into acdc and then like <laughs> The, just change the solos up and have like yeah, big feels my favorite covers are when people with tourettes try and sing nursery rhymes dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> twinkle twinkle little cut <laughs> <laughs> you know <I'm> saying. <laughs> well we, we just did like uh, yeah. we, we just been doing that um, might not make it onto youtube city by acdc man and like there's nowhere to hide when you play a song like that because to me they're the greatest you know entity of all time although marks of tea sabbath I reckon it's Bonnie or ACDC. And just to try and play that, they're so hard to play because it's simple, but it's just so how in the pocket they are. And just They're just so perfect at, at everything each person in that band does. Yeah. So yeah. to do that, every, you know, each time we played it in Melbourne last weekend, and every time I counted it and I'm looking at the guys going, like, I hope we nail it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you know, you, you're not trying to play it as good because you can't, that's not possible, but you just want, still want to play it in a way that kind of, is a true representation of what the song is played by how our band sounds D yeah so look i like i like covers I, I, you know i just have always thought it's a good thing for original bands to have covers in the set i just think it's a good way to just kind of um i don't know it's just one of those things that doesn't seem to happen that much now it used to be a big thing back in the day but mm. it just doesn't seem to be that kinda... yeah i think that um i mean dude I can't. Re I'm biased because I see so many. Well, you would be. You see, yeah, so, you work, you see dude, three, I, I fucking if I have to hear "Living on a Prayer" one more fucking time, dude. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel. I don't know. I feel like um, I have always preferred originals, but I do appreciate a good cover as part of the set. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. talking about a cover set. I'm talking about an original set like we in melbourne we played 13 songs and the acdc song was the only cover you know what I mean? yeah so it's more just about just it breaks the ice a bit you know what i mean mm. and it's just then you know if people have seen you for the first time they don't know what your stuff is but you put in sin city at the end and you're gonna if you're into heavy music you know you're, well, you're gonna know what that tune is and it's like yeah but you gotta you gotta play it right luckily we're playing it in sydney next weekend so hopefully we get it right again well by the time this episode comes out we'll know because this will come out um week after next so this oh, one's okay. yeah right. so this one's i think this episode actually comes out on the 24th so the day before Just christmas before Christy, yeah, right. yeah so this by then we'll know um how well, it's it unusual went. we're gigging this close to the end of the year but i think it's just that we had that two month lockdown got to kind of could have put us behind the eight ball to get our demo done and whatever and, yeah and sydney and melbourne leg of the tour in july kept getting cancelled so yeah we're, we're playing the march of winter tour that we did here in canberra in july we're doing it now in december you know so yeah it's just throwing everything into it, chaos it could work i think maybe um there could be a silver lining there where like people that you might pick up from the tour will like won't have to wait as long for the for the next album yeah look i think what's happened is there's not many bands of our size you know the the, the real sort of lower end of the spectrum that are, that are doing a lot of gigging you know what i mean mm. so we're playing with uh potion and robot god in in sydney this coming saturday night um and you know the the pre-sales are, are the best we've ever had for sydney you know mm. there's already mm. twice as many pre-sales of what we've ever played to yeah in sydney so yep. something's changing and i think that might be that that you know people are finally starting to think 
we need to get back into the swing of life how it used to be yeah yeah we're looking to get back into gigs you know yeah yeah get into it while you can before the next lockdown happens that's man. right but i'm hoping that's who knows yeah, yeah. They, they can't keep locking it down like i think the gig we're playing on the 17th in sydney i think on the 15th they're getting rid of masks um uh what's it called scanning in everything yeah right so it's like it's as close to getting nice. back to normal as possible yeah so for us that's a bit of luck that that's happening two days just before, before. Our gig, you know yeah no i've definitely noticed um here in canberra that there's been a, a large local representation of people to come out and we're getting people from sydney come down as well because they're like while we don't have as tight a restrictions as them they're like coming here to be a bit more it's a bit like in the u.s you have to be 21 to drink but it's 18 in mexico so you just yeah. go to mexico and get drunk for five dollars yeah that's right. when you turn 18 <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it's just people from sydney are like well there's no gigs going on here but there's a gig on it canberra so yeah. we'll just come down and watch that which is amazing because i grew up in canberra going to sydney every couple of weeks for gigs that's just yeah. what we, we did you know whereas if people are coming down here now that shows that we've got we've got the bands and we've got the venues we know? do yeah. have the venues as well yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's what's amazing like the basement's something else now you know it's like full world class yeah and um just run by good people that look after the band you know what i mean like, it's important yeah passion and support of the uh, of the metalheads you know yeah that's it and and um that was with the previous owners and the new owners like um seem even more committed to metal because they're a couple of metalheads who bought it you know? yeah so you couldn't be sort of in a better more submersed in it than yeah. them yeah yeah so it's just un unreal we can't believe it yeah know? no it's good man i'll um well i suppose we'll wrap it up with uh with that where uh yeah we so the, the whole reason i'm not cutting out all that fucking ums and ahs either you guys can listen to that um so <laughs> i'm cutting out the shit that i said before so there'll be a section in there that all you'll see faded together but um i'll be cutting that tape um this episode will be the equivalent of the fucking symbol not riding out yeah, but yeah. um <laughs> uh there's so there's a couple things to wrap up before we do it you've got the new album um recording at the moment is there any stirs about what like you're looking at for release schedule or album name or anything no, like that look all we know at the moment is we're um is we're tracking it in sort of early to uh, around mid-march mm. so that's all we know yeah we, we don't have a release date yet um it's due to come out on rise above again yeah um that look things like that can always um we're contracted for that album so we're hoping that all goes ahead yeah, but yeah. you know what i mean i've got to get in contact with the label and sort of yeah, yeah. sort all of that out but it should all be straightforward yeah. and happening yeah and this would be the last record on that contract but for us personally we'd sort of we'd rather stay with rolls above if we could yeah okay cool. so that'll be a conversation for us to have with the label later and hopefully they're still interested in keeping us so we'll see dude you guys um fit so well with that label too i think it's i know marcus was saying when you guys get your first rise above album um and they came with the like rise above tape on it yeah uh he was just like man i just wanted to rip it off and wrap my body with it <laughs> was like, yeah especially for marcus he's just, like um he's a huge or he's it was his been his favorite label for 20 years yeah so, so for him to have his band on it he's you know still says he's still pinching himself and i love it too i just think uh i just think it's an excellent label and you still deal directly with lee you know yeah yeah so it's nice. he's it's it's a label that's kind of well known but it's still run completely 
Um, he's obviously got people working with him, but every all of my details on me emailing him directly. You Good. Know what I mean, and yeah. So that's just it. Just it just means like he's you know you're dealing with a label who's who's a music fan first and foremost, and that makes a big difference because I kind of wonder. How many albums are we moving? He probably could have signed a band that's English that can just tour Europe the whole time and in their twenties and, and and sell more records doing that than signing us. Mm. But he signs us because he likes what we're doing. So to me, having people in the scene that's still like that, you know, we we, we couldn't be happier because you know at our age we're not planning anything other than just hoping to put out albums and and sort of you know do small tours and you know that would suit us perfectly so if we can stay with the rise above that's the plan yep but um you never know if that sort of stuff's out of your hands we'll just have to wait and see man hopefully uh hopefully it does man i think that they're they're good but you know we'll see we'll see how it goes i'm just keen to see more content and like that you guys are just keep pumping it out which is really cool man like sometimes i find that it's hard to keep that momentum going um in especially you know with the um without the ability to do as many live shows or like practice and stuff it gets a little bit harder when everyone's locked down and all that sort of crazy yeah. stuff so dude it's um yeah all through all that uh you still got stuff coming out which is fucking awesome uh thanks man it's, it's been and thanks to you blokes for keeping the whole sort of scene ticking along with this too you know it's important to kind of you know we were talking off air about just the whole thing about supporting the local scene mm. and uh yeah so well i'll see you before the january show anyway yeah 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 well um that's the other thing so uh to close that up like we'll have to um have to get you back on once that album comes out and do, do, an, do another one i feel like we've done the last yeah well we've done like we've kept up to date we've pretty much done so. an episode after every album so yeah, i think so so, so <laughs> yeah love, we'd love to come in yeah. I'll, I'll get the lads as, as well like i gave them late notice for this one yeah uh so um they didn't have time to get back to me but yeah after the album we'll well, you, all three of us to come in. you guys um have been um recently well more recent than the other ones added to the lineup for the upcoming gig at the canberra metal fest so like yep. that um it's all kind of been a little bit um governed by you know restrictions and that sort of stuff so everything seems to be a little bit last minute these like at the moment until we start working out more gigs and that sort of stuff pre-planning things because there was a time there where you just couldn't plan anything because you didn't know what the next week was going to hold right yeah, that's it. so um it's yeah um the upcoming gig on the um the 16th and 17th so they've got they've added a third day as well yeah the, th the thursday yeah, yeah. so it's that my, my tall vey well, yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're playing um we're playing the the, the friday friday night yeah um, there you go 13 uh 13 14 15. yeah so we're on the friday the 14th so yeah. you're looking forward to that like because there's lots of bands that um i really like and bands that we're friends with so that's going to be and i've got other mates coming up from melbourne for it coming yeah, out from sydney so yeah i just think it's going to be one of those really good sort of you know good it was always good gigs like that with the, in camera with the old metal a bit like the old metal for the brain days you know yeah yeah no i appreciate being able to um you know have a good solid lineup of local bands as well as a few of the interstates as well so yeah, absolutely there's heaps of, it shows you how strong the canvas scene is at the moment there's so many good bands that are that are going and heaps of you know that weren't even on it you know what I yeah mean? yeah was, I, was, I was quite surprised that there was a few emissions there which i thought would have been um on there but mm. 
Um, is what it is, right? Yeah. Well, can only fit so many people on a bill, right? Yeah, different promoters have different sort of, you know, thought processes and what they would put on, you know, so. Yeah, as well as um, availability. Like, I'm sure everyone, well, not everyone, but uh, there, there's a lot of um, gigs out there you wish you could get every band on it, but you, you only can have a certain capacity for a certain amount of people. Yeah, um, so, yeah that, that's right. Yeah, but anyway, um, so there's that, that gig, Canberra Metal Fest coming up on the 13th, 14th, and 15th of January. You guys are on the lineup on the 14th, but um, yeah, just as promotion for that, make sure you uh, get tickets f for for that gig i've got um a link in the description for the video if you want to uh, go grab those ones and uh yeah and uh, make sure you follow which goal on social medias um they've uh you know got upcoming gigs after into the new year so make sure you uh subscribe to all their stuff so that you can find out where they're playing yeah witchgold.com's got it all so yep. yeah check that out if you're interested and um yeah hope to see you all in january yeah, cool. Well, let's wrap Fuck it up yeah. with that. Cheers. Excellent. Thanks, Alex.